And what's happening at CR Chair Sports, guys, here? <laughs> no, we're good with the show sheet, baby. We got it all set up here for you on the Archer Sports, guys. On Wednesday, as you can tell, it is a draft show. I got my Brady jersey on because, obviously, that's what you wear to a draft show. Uh, Matt uh, O'Brien joining us. Sean Frahadian can't make it. Uh, Rich Mays is... Uh, is out for as well. What does it say? Remember what? Remember, Remember going places? Yeah, that oh, was yeah, awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. See, State of Massachusetts out. needs to take a lesson on not open things up. Uh, yeah. One-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I so. I don't necessarily disagree with you. If you want to play in Foxborough, you're going to have to, you know, <clears throat> be there's going to be a COVID vaccine section or something like that. You're going to have to wear <laughs> a hazmat suit. But anyway, I'm psyched. Let's pump. Let's let the healing begin. <laughs> God, I love how much of an a-hole you are. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Matt, we lost you. We can't hear you, Chief. I wasn't always an a-hole. It took years and years and years of people pissing me off, okay, to get this good and this right. Well, you don't know people is that prick just stole that from me that I said earlier. So, you know, that's yeah. how much of an a-hole this kid is. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's it. That's the armchair sports guys. Pretty much in a nutshell. Just a bunch of flaming a-holes. I mean, I guess that's the only way to flaming. Do speak for yourself. There. I will speak panorama. For I will speak for yourself uh, as we are getting ready here. Uh, pleasantries aside. Again, it is our draft show. It is uh, it is draft time. One of the most wonderful times of the year. One of the best times of the year, in my opinion, uh, to be an NFL football fan. Uh, we're going to cover uh, a lot. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, who goes next. You know, obviously, we're most people are going to say projected is going to be, um, you know, Lawrence and Wilson, you know, and then who goes next? Is it Fields? Is it Trey Lance? Uh, we're going to get into some of that. What do the Patriots do? Do they move up? Do they move down? Do they do anything to get out of the draft? Uh, Jimmy G. He's obviously still in the fold. What could the cost be? And uh, with Teddy Bridgewater being traded today, how's that going to affect the cost uh, for New England to get up and get Jimmy? Uh, just quickly, we'll touch a little bit about the Bruins. Nice win. And I think, in my opinion, I mean, again, again I only speak for myself. I think they need to have a ceremony the next home game and just retire Hall's number in the rafters right now. Just put that some bitch right up in the rafters. Let it hang right next to Bobby Yor. And, you know, and, 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 and Ray Bork, you know, and Cam Neely, you know, uh, you know, maybe get about seven or there's about seven or eight or nine or left in there. If you want to go through the whole shebang, maybe we can get Glenn Wesley's up there too. At the same time, they'd be nice, but they oh, definitely need that. to get, they definitely need to get, uh, uh, Hall's Jersey retired immediately. Uh, the Red Sox, uh, um, People you know, listen, like, who's this clown? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, last uh, last night, Garrett Richards, who knew Sweetie had it in you? Uh, I still think he sucks, and uh, I still think the Red Sox are mildly teetering. It was a really good win last night against a good Mets team. Uh, today is a really good game. Um, you've got the Red Sox versus the Mets. DeGrom pitching. Um, that's always a good matchup. And I'm just going to start right now. I'll just say it, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe obviously we're going to talk about, you know, the, the, the football being the biggest thing here, but I'm going to start with Celtics right off the bat. Just get that shit out of the way. Celtics, you still suck. All right. So Next. on to the, uh, yeah, exactly. On to the NFL draft. Uh, so that starts tomorrow. Um, and by the way, 
if you want to join our show, talk about the draft. You got something to bring to the table. Maybe you think there's a guy that we're not picking uh, or thinking of uh, that we should pick or the Patriots, I should say, uh, should pick in the draft coming up in uh, tomorrow and this weekend. Uh, click uh, through your phone. Click the link. Uh, that Matt puts up on our Facebook post for today's show. So with a post for today's show, click that link. You'll get sent right through and we'll get you right on. Um, you know, obviously make sure you're following us on all our socials, the armchair sports guys on Facebook, armchair uh, sports guys on Instagram, uh, armchair underscore guys on Twitter and also here on the armchair sports guys on TikTok. Um, so with that being said, um, Again, NFL draft, big, big time. I, I have always, I don't know, I always like the NFL draft, although I'll be honest, I think it takes way too damn long. Um, I, I, you could cram this shit into like, you know, two days. You know what I mean? And even like, that's too long. Yeah. I mean, like, let's go. Like, I mean, come on. Um, but nonetheless, um, obviously, you know, your draft order uh, is pretty much. Uh, as such, you're going to have um, the Jacksonville Jaguars picking first, the Jets second. Um, and then that's where it gets kind of interesting uh, because that's where you had the San Francisco 49ers who moved up from Miami, uh, who move up to third. They get that from Miami via Houston. Um, and that's where I think things will get interesting. We can probably agree, Matt, sitting here, uh, Lawrence one, Wilson two, correct? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Just, yeah. Jaguars got nobody to, if they hike the ball, they have nobody to catch it or right. call out cadences or snaps. No disrespect, Minshew, but I think I was entertained by him. I sure hell was entertained by him. I mean, he made a lot of money off those cutoff jean shorts and the mustache, but uh, his time is over in, in Jacksonville. I just kind of feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. You know, you're on the top. You're on the top of the, the peak there in college football. You're going to make millions no matter what. I get it, kid. I get it. And uh, you're going to Jacksonville. <laughs> I've yeah. never been to Jacksonville. Have you? All I knew is that super van of that woman that was like that bleach blonde woman. She goes, we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. We're going far. Yeah, basically, uh, this woman was the epitome of. What Tinder um, is like down there. <laughs> the epitome of what a, a real life Newport would uh, would talk would would talk like. If if oh, you yeah, were a Newport a cigarette, you would be. Parliament. That would be it. Yeah. Parliament yeah, full, like. full Paul Malls. I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. Um. So okay, so we agree, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know it sucks. He's going to Jacksonville, but maybe he'll finally make Jacksonville cool again. Who knows? Um. I Zach mean, Wilson. he's not an eligible bachelor, so he got married. I never said he was going to be eligible bachelor. I said maybe he's going to make Jacksonville cool again. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Um, but uh, Trevor Lawrence won. Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU, too. Again, here's where I think things get interesting because, you know, this is where things uh, from three, uh, seven or eight, and then possibly somewhere around 11 or 12, is in my opinion where things could could be a moving block for the Patriots to fall into, and here's what I mean: with uh, San Fran moving up, they're not going to take Kyle Pitts. Okay, so everybody says, "Oh, you're going to take Kyle Pitts," or they're going to make uh, take uh, you know Jamar Chase. No, or 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 uh, Sowell, uh, you know a Waddle. No, 
you're not. You're not. You're not going up to all the way to third. In this draft class, it's got five QBs. It could go in the top in the top uh, 30, right? You know, mm-hmm. five QBs could go in the first round. Um, so in my opinion, you're going up and you're getting either Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or you're getting um, Mac Jones, the fifth quarterback, uh, you know, out of Alabama. So the question is, you Matt, think Mac Jones is going top three? Is it? Did I just read that correctly? Yeah, I well, so that's your your choices are Justin Fields, Mac Jones, or Trey Lance. So Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, Justin Fields out of uh, Ohio State, and then Mac Jones out of uh, Alabama. So the question is, if you are uh, John Lynch, if you're Kyle Shanahan, who do you pick at three, Matt? Well, he. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think they're going to go with a quarterback, but you have to have someone similar style to what you have right now. Well, I think so they're, I don't. think they're looking to, well, no, because I don't think Mac Jones is going, is going three. Well, so here's, here's the thing. And here's why I disagree with you, at least right off the bat, when you say you have to have something that's got a similar style, you don't, you are. And then the reason why I also said that this is going to be something that uh, the Patriots need to watch out is because with the quarterback getting drafted third by San Fran is going to put Jimmy G on the market. And that's basically what then has been the haggle. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But just keep in mind, no matter what, you can take and get out of the type of quarterback that Jimmy G is if you bring in a guy like Lance Fields or Mac Jones, if you think one of those three guys is ready for the NFL right now because you could structure your offense around them. And at least two of those guys are more um, um, fleet of foot, let's say, you know, more athletic than Jimmy G to be able well, to. And not I think just... then you would go with Trey Lance. I think he would be the most perfect to adjust to that system. So you got Trey Lance coming in at uh, the third pick to San Fran. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I don't disagree. This is this I, is no transactions prior. Yeah. Uh, to this is what? Straight up. Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing is that the transactions for Jimmy G. Oh, the transactions for the the Niners are already there. The Niners already going to take, you know, uh, uh, Fields, Lance, or or um, Mac Jones. They're going to take one of those three. It's just a matter of who it is that they're going to take. What they do, and even though we know they're going to take one of them. It doesn't really matter who they take because if we know they're taking a QB, then that still frees up Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I said, it's not like they're going up to get uh, Kyle Pitts, who I think falls to Atlanta at number four. You know what I mean? Kyle Pitts is arguably, you could rank him as a second best prospect, uh, just football prospect, not quarterback, not right. wide receiver, just football prospect coming out of the draft. Kyle Pitts, I got him as number two. Um, on my board. So Atlanta Falcons getting a better value, getting them at four. Yeah, okay. But San Fran is not moving up to take a Pitts or take a chase or take uh, a Devonta Smith or a Patrick Sertain. You don't move up to three to do that. So you're saying to me that you think it's going to be Trey Lance over Justin Fields, correct? If yes, if they're thinking of what, what I think they're going to be doing with, so they're going to be moving Jimmy G. So they're going to have to have somebody to come up and fill those shoes immediately. Or do they hang on and, and 
I mean, they already have they already have a good tight end in Kittle. Do they do they add? Do they stack their pads? Do they you know go with a Devontae Smith that can move up? I mean, Devontae Smith, he's ranked right now according to what I'm gonna give a shout out to profootballtalk.com. Devontae Smith out of Alabama, he's ranked seventh right now. Could he be a top uh three pick? I don't know. And they hang on to Jimmy G. Let's see what we can get for you. Either Jimmy G's got a uh a pretty high salary right now. Let's call yeah, it that. Twenty five million dollars, and the right. thing is, is it, none of it's guaranteed until the first day on the books. Man. So if he gets traded, your salary is nothing anyway. So you're gonna have to negotiate. So um, and again, well, we'll, we'll well, get, well, whoever we'll, is gonna have we'll, to pick yes, that up. Yes, exactly. We're, we're, yes, but then uh, we're gonna get to the Jimmy G in a minute because I think there's a lot of things to dive into the Jimmy G part. But Trey of the Lance, yeah, I I would but say you got Trey, Trey Lance, Lance is probably okay. your best bet to fit in that system. Okay. Now, if it was a different team, I'd probably go in Fields. I just love that kid. I yeah. just think I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. Well, so it's funny you say that because, um. How I said that, you know, right around, um, you know, pick seven or eight, the Lions could do something with the Pats because they're looking to get out of seven. But Carolina supposedly has something brewing. And this is based on a report by Albert Breer out of Sports Illustrated. He says the New England and the Carolina Panthers have recently been in touch about a potential trade in the first round of the draft. And quote, the Patriots have sniffed around on a trade up to the top 10 presumably for a quarterback. And I can say that if Fields is sitting there at number eight, there are strong ties between New England and Carolina, and some groundwork has been done on what a deal might look like. So that is the first, at least, rumor, which, again, still has Jimmy G consideration on con- it, too. Which doesn't in- – okay. But, which, but it does have it – has, it has some Jimmy G – uh, and Bridgewater is off their books. Yep. Well, so so all this came about sixth and a seventh round for. Am I wrong? Uh, Did I hear that right? Nope. So it was a um, Carolina earlier today. Breaking news earlier today it was Carolina traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a sixth round pick, number one ninety one, and three million dollars. Basically, the three million dollars offsets the ten million dollar guarantee. Money for Teddy Bridgewater okay. in twenty six round pick and a punter. Six awesome. round pick and yeah, basically six round pick and, okay. a, and, and a punter. Which if a punter goes in the first round, I saw this stat. If you bet ten bucks on it, you win a thousand bucks. No shit, huh? Uh excuse me, punter or a kicker. Punter or a kicker. If they go, so in the first if you want to give away ten bucks, it 10 has gives, happened before. Ten gives you a G, huh? You ten gives you a G. Janikowski, I think, is the yeah. last kicker to go in the first. Well, I mean, let me just... look that up. I was going to say, let me just look. I don't see, uh, I don't see any kickers, uh, on my list that, uh, get into no, uh, exactly. the top hundred. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw but, that and I'm like, I'm going to keep it light tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to have George uh, laugh. Cause he was just too psychotic I, last I, Wednesday night. I, listen, you guys got me fired up over that effing, you know, no, 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 no. Nobody said a word. Cause nobody knows soccer like <sighs> you do. It's and by the, the way, Janikowski was 17th overall in 2000. So it's so the thing is, with a and, gut. and I'll quickly go there. It's not about soccer. It really is more about um, what John Henry was trying to do with a sport that's already been established. 
that if you're going to try and watch what he's going to do, all he's trying to do is be a full-on Scrooge McDuck. Hoard as much money as he can because fuck everybody else and fuck your tradition and fuck your fans and fuck everything else. He doesn't care. And that's what worries me about him owning sports franchises is because he's trying to get super leagues put together to make it so that he makes all the money and can never lose any money. He doesn't want to be in last place in major league baseball anymore. He wants to be in first place always, or at least have a better chance of being in first place and making it to a world series with a smaller group of teams that are guaranteed that those playoff spots. And that's, what's disgusting. Uh, it takes the fun out of the sport. If you automatically know you're going to win. Um, he's like a spoiled little rich bitch, but beyond that, moving on, moving on. I digress. We haven't digressed a long time here on the show. True. By the way. Um, so yeah, so Here's where the Carolina thing becomes interesting. So they did just get rid of uh, Teddy Bridgewater, which whatever is fine. Not a big deal. But, but could this be posturing for the Patriots saying, well, Hey, we'll we'll give you uh, you know, we'll give you our pick 15 and Stefan Gilmore has got one more year to move up to pick eight. So we can pick Justin Fields. Now, of the five quarterbacks, if you pull Lawrence and Wilson out of it, so if you have Lance Fields and um, and uh, Mac Jones, you said you like Fields the best, correct? You think he's going to be a stud, correct? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. No, I don't. That's I don't why disagree. I think he's better. Oh, I think he's more. Be- I, all right, I'll let you finish, but I think he'd be a solid pick for Carolina. I don't. I think Fields is going to be a better Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton's going to be better this year if he's our number one because he's got a year under his playbook and all that other crap. But I, I don't want him for the Patriots. Just like I wouldn't want Fields. That's why I didn't chose Fields for the Niners. It's just a different system, man. It, it, I mean, as you know, our system is more of a three-step three step drop and, you know, throw eight well, to Carolina. ten yards. Carolina acquired the, uh, Sam Darnold earlier, so it's not like they really need a QB. No, I, I, like I didn't say they were going to pick one, but yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. But um, I mean, they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater, what twenty grand? So now he's going to what? Den- Denver has he has ten grand? Uh, 10 yeah, grand, he's 10 got million. seven. Yeah, he's got seven millions getting paid by uh, by Denver. Carolina picks up three, so he's got ten million, right around the same the same amount of money as Andy Dalton made. Andy Dalton was around ten to twelve. You know, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is under ten. Mm. I mean. So I forgot about the Sam, uh, Sam Donald thing, but I, and that's another one, you know, how is he going to mix up with that, with that offense coming from the jets? I mean, I guess coming from the jets, you have nowhere to go, but (laughs) yeah, no shit. Right. (laughs) So, but my dad, so, so, so that leads us to that spot there at, um, at picks, uh, seven and eight. After that, you got like the Giants you could maneuver with maybe the Eagles that they got from Miami to via San Fran, but I think they're going to be staying. But let's just say everything goes hunky-dory as is. Nobody trades in and out, up, down, left, right. The Pats are there at 15. If Mac Jones is there, do you take him, Matt? At 15? Yeah. Ooh. I don't think he's going to be there at 15. But do you take him? If you don't, 
then we better be getting Jimmy G. It better be a done deal. Well, okay. But, yeah. So if no Jimmy G, here's the thing. Here's the telltale sign, right? And if you're going with it, they just stop me. Just, just raise your arm, your alligator arm. And now if we don't take him, then I think Jimmy G's coming here. I don't know how he does, but he does. Now, if we take Mac Jones and then we get Jimmy G, where do we move Mac Jones to? Do we keep Mac, Mac Jones? Now we have three quarterbacks. I don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening. I say if 15, if Mac Jones is not taken or if he's taken earlier, then we draft, we draft a wideout. See what else is there. See what we can work with. We got some good returners coming back to re-sign some good veteran guys on D. We need to beef up our offense. And I think we should start by either you get a tight end, get a, get a wide out, get some tools around, and let's see where that Jimmy Garoppolo deal is going. Or the other option, as you mentioned, do we trade the 15th overall pick? We can't draft second. We already got suspended for that. Am I wrong? Uh, third, we're out. Third, third well, round. So, yeah, we, we don't have a third round pick, but we got a compensatory third, which is like the top of the fourth. Right. But we don't actually have a third round pick because of taping the Bengals. Right. So if Mac Jones is there and the deal with Belichick is not set in stone, then you take him. I don't know why people are are so inconsistent on the ruling of Mac Jones. I don't understand. What what is setting him apart? Did he have a bad workout? I don't understand. I I think um I've heard he's going to be there at 15. And then today I heard that he's in the top three. He could go number three. He could fit well with well, San Fran. That's that's what I've heard is San Fran is thinking of either going with either Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Well, that To me, that means that Trey Lance would be go number two and then everybody's going to go ape shit. No, no, it'd be Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two. And then you're looking at either Mac Jones or um trail I, I think it's three. a, a shoe in for for lance at three i i just yeah, I, I mean i i don't disagree i just don't like the way san fran is handling it is dealing with this whole jimmy g rumors i don't like how uh lynch is saying he's our quarterback no he's our quarterback no jimmy g is our starting quarterback and then two days ago he's like i don't think anybody's i don't know if anybody's gonna be alive on sunday <laughs> i know what a morbid son of a bitch is yeah guy. like i mean jesus uh, all bro. Be, i mean jesus we're all gonna have the draft and we're all gonna die you know fucking my calendar got it wrong it's sunday just deal with it. i get it if he's trying to play with the media which i respect yeah, but, but i don't but i don't because he's not playing with the media he's screwing himself he's screwing he's 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 he's, 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 losing, he's, he's losing he's losing uh, a tradable commodity at a higher price by the with with the more words that come out of his mouth. He is I, he is talking himself out of a second round pick and can now, especially on the fact that you know a guy who yes Jimmy G is probably better than Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater has been healthier than Jimmy G. Even though Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, I get it, but Teddy Bridgewater has been healthier and has come back, and has been more effective than Jimmy G. And they just traded him for a six-round pick and picked up $3 million. So there's no way that they're going to ask for a fucking first-round pick for Jimmy G. I don't even think he can ask no, for no, a second-round no, no. pick. I don't think he I can, think get, you can get away with pick. second. I think he can. I don't think so. I think it's a conditional third that moves to a second, well, maybe, maybe, 
Think of the teams that need a couple of, like, need to beef up their team that need a first-round pick. Washington needs a quarterback. I mean, there's a couple other places that need quarterbacks, but are they going to go after Jimmy G? Because if they were, we would have heard rumors about this that saying, okay, you know, and I said it's the Niners picked up the third pick, you know, on the trade that they made, that blockbuster deal with with Houston and, and, and Miami and swapping things around, and boom, they're in the third pick. They are in the driver's seat. Trevor Lawrence is one. Zach Wilson is two. They are ready to go. They own the draft. They control the draft board and where it goes from there. Wouldn't you have heard about three or four other teams that would have been out there and they would have had a bidding war as to see who was going where? If it was for Jimmy G, you haven't heard a peep. You haven't heard nothing. Now, I know most people will be like, well, that's the worst thing if you haven't heard anything. No, no, no. There hasn't even been like some like black web scuttlebutt on who – um, who the 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 Niners are going to pick and trade to, or if there are other trade partners for Jimmy G. Adam Schefter came out today and said it's pretty much we're trading him to New England, or we're right. not trading him at all. So I think it's a New England or bust situation for Jimmy G. So you're talking, and the more you're talking, if you're Shanahan, you're really just screwing yourself out of a trade equity by saying that, oh yeah, you know we yes we may want to you know trade up, but. We don't know who we're going to take. And, you know, if we get a quarter, no, shut the hell up. And we're going to get to him later on. And, you know, maybe on Saturday, we're going to get to the Shanahan element of all this. But, um, okay. So if the Pats are at 15 and Justin Fields is there, obviously, I think I know your answer. You say go get him, correct? Oh, I mean, you have to. Then you're going to have to restructure your whole freaking offense. So then here's my other question. If you're at 15, do you say screw it and go with a guy like a Micah Parsons? Or I know you mentioned that you wanted some wide receivers, you know, maybe like a Devonta Smith. I don't know if Waddle I don't think would he'll be there. there. I don't know if Devonte will be there at uh... Uh, maybe Kadarius Tony, um, you know, or Rashad Bateman. Maybe another one that, that would be there in those, but I think those would be too high to pick those guys at that point. Um, you know, or would you go with a guy, you know, maybe like uh, Aziz Kuljari, you know, uh, or can't pronounce Oji Amora? Oji Lari. No, Oji Um the edge guy uh, from Georgia. Or, um, you know, or if, you know, again, if Patrick Sertain happens to drop, would you get him at 15? So here's, here's where I think, and this is, I'm going to tie it all up to Jimmy G now is kind of, here's where all this is sort of all predicated on what you're doing with Jimmy G. If you could tell me if you're New England for, for you, maybe your compensatory third or your third next year, that could be a second, or maybe you do a second uh, next year, but you get something else back this year with Jimmy G. Um, You find a way to get that deal done. And if you know you can get Jimmy G, let's say it's for the second round. I mean, oh, the Pats pick, uh, what's it, uh, number 46 in the second round. I think it's a little high. I think it's a little high. Maybe you can get away with giving away uh, round three, pick 33, which is that compensatory selection, pick 96. Uh, Maybe you can take and, hey, we'll trade you a third round pick. Because, again, Shanahan with his talking might have dropped it down. We'll give you pick 30, you know, pick uh, 96 for Jimmy G. And then at 15, mm. you turn around and let's just say this guy's here. 
Let's say Micah Parsons is there. Bang. You snatch up Micah Parsons. Get yourself your definitive linebacker. You're basically your, um, you know, your Teddy Bruschi, your, you know, your, um, you know, uh, Spikes, your Brandon Spikes, your middle linebacker, your dude in the middle to run your defense. Would you say it would be a successful day if you can get a, uh, come away with Micah Parsons and Jimmy G for pick 96 tomorrow or even Friday before the, the round two starts? Uh, so I have to, I'm not giving around my, I'm not giving my 15th away. You're not giving 15. You're going to be able to pick because I'm sorry. I, I, I like Jimmy G. I want Jimmy G. I've got something special. No, no, no. That's fine. We I don't think Jimmy he's first rounder. I think I don't he's think second. He's either. I don't think he's either. I think he's second. But I still think, I think the second is too high. I think pick. pick why, 40, why is he, why is he too high though? Pick what 46, is holding you back from Jimmy G being picked, trading him for 46? Because if, if. He was, tra- he was tr- originally traded for the same thing. Okay. People, st- people thought we could have got a first round for him. I don't disagree, and here's why. Um, if you've already got a deal in the works to move up to eight with Carolina, then I can go ahead and go get Justin Fields if I believe that Justin Fields, and all accounts is Justin Fields could be one of the, could be it, pulling Trevor Lawrence out of this, could be the best quarterback out of the rest of the four. You know, if Trevor Lawrence is in a plane of his own, he's in that. What, a field, LA, what if Fields goes three? Um, what if they do that? Then, then you could go up and get Lance or Mac Jones if you feel I like think you're Lance, ready. I think Lance would be grabbed by. I, Who's going to grab I mean, Lance? Cincinnati know, doesn't just, need one. Miami doesn't. Detroit doesn't. They Miami does. I, I don't know, man. I, don't, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I think about, Miami, Miami needs a lot more than a quarterback. I think they can get away with what they have for now and get more pieces around their team. But, but. I, I think you could, if you wanted to, you could make a deal for a seven or eight for Detroit or for Carolina. And it sounds like, again, uh, you know, according to Albert Breer, that there's a deal in place or the structure of a deal in place for the eighth pick. And that they think, the, they being the Patriots, that Justin Fields could be there at eight. At eight. So if I'm Jimmy G, if I'm, if I'm uh, the Patriots and I'm saying, you know what, fine, you don't want to give us Jimmy G, we still got Cam Newton. Whether you love him, you hate him. Fact is, he's on the Patriots team. He's signed to the Patriots squad this year. As it stands, QB1 Cam Newton. That's He's in there. He's the guy right now. Love him or hate him, want it or don't, he's the guy. So why not pick up a guy like, uh, like Justin Fields at eight and have him be groomed under Cam Newton for a year or two? As much as I hate saying a year or two, so I don't want Cam Newton here more than this year. But if you need the season, because Belichick has always been, I mean, shit, Bledsoe, uh, I mean, um, uh, Brady didn't come in and start when, I mean, yeah, we had Bledsoe, but none of the guys, you know, they were guys who were groomed underneath Brady. Again, Brady did last the 20 years here, but they were guys who were being groomed. He doesn't like starting guys as rookies right away. So why not move up to eight? And that's why I say if if Seattle uh, San Fran wants to play hardball and wants to say, hey, we want a second round pick or a first mm. round pick, well, screw it. I'll just call up my boys in Carolina and be like, yo, let's get this deal done. I got my I got my guy Justin Fields at the in the eighth spot, QB of the future, and I would only move up to 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 you know to that. I don't think and that's then gonna happen. I, don't I, I just. I'm just saying stranger things have happened and I wouldn't be surprised if it does, but if you can't, 
if it comes down and you are picking at 15, right? The quarterbacks mm-hmm. are gone, right? But you also have a phone call picked up and says, hey, we're going to do a parameters of a deal. And, you know, like, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Belichick and John Lynch are talking right now or whatnot and saying, listen, you want to get rid of them. We want to take them. It's, it's, it, Jimmy's got a full no trade. So anywhere they trade him, he could say no, right? I bet you behind the scenes, it's a working on with Belichick and Don Yee, his agent, who's the same agent as Brady, by the way. So they're working on a deal, which I think has something to do with it too. They're working on the parameters of a new deal for Jimmy G to have him come here because he's not getting 25 million this year. Sorry, you're just not. So maximize whatever you're going to get. Maybe you get 12 and a half. Maybe you get 25 over two years. There you go. There's your 25 million, 12 and a half. Boom. And you make it, well, make it maybe you make it, maybe you make it uh, four for 50, right? The last two years of dummy years that you could push money off and move your cap around. So this year he's only getting seven because you got Cam Newton here already. Uh, if you don't want to end up getting rid of him, hell, maybe in a trade, you move Cam Newton back because maybe, maybe Mac Jones isn't ready, isn't game time ready right now. And they need to run an offense to get Mac Jones up and running or Justin Fields or Trey Lance up and running from Miami. Maybe that's part of the parameters. Maybe you getting Jimmy G back gets you Cam Newton out the door, you know? So there's things like that that can happen, but there's no doubt in my mind. There's going to be a, uh, I don't know if Jimmy G is going to want to take 12 and a half, George. Well, listen, he's going to have to take something. He's not, he's not going to get 25. There's no chance in yeah, I understand that nobody's going to pay 25 right now. So what what is going to happen is there's another scenario out there that I thought of is Jimmy G can just be like, hey, you just drafted that kid. Let's wait 72 hours. Let's finish the draft and then cut me. And then I'll sign. With, not, I'll sign. Not, I'll sign with New England. Cut me. Here's the thing. And that's a, that's gonna, a wet dream for Belichick. Right. But they're, but San Fran's too smart to cut him now. If San Fran's going to cut him, because why why would San Fran want to help another team out with their quarterback situation? doesn't matter if you're in the East Coast, West Coast, AFC, NFC. Well, I'm just saying it's a scenario. Fran, like, no, no. Yeah, but San, you. San, Fran, San Fran would never just cut Jimmy G right now. But San Fran wouldn't take a third round pick, a 96 overall. They, they want that 46 or 47 pick. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know I, I, why you are valuing, devaluing Jimmy G. What is the number one factor I'm, you're devaluing? I'm not, I'm not devaluing Jimmy G. I'm devaluing the point of strength. Well, I mean, well, the, the if point. You don't think that he's in second rounder. You think he's a third rounder? No, no, me, I'm, I'm, I'm devaluing. I'm, I'm devaluing the point of strength of the cards that San Fran holds right now. Like they don't, they, they, Jimmy G has all the power in their organization of where he gets traded to. And because they're drafting a quarterback and because they're drafting a quarterback, they're going to want that guy to start. Shanahan's going to want this new guy, Lance Fields, Mac Jones, whatever. They're going to want him to start. So what do they, or do they draft Jones and they keep Jimmy G hang on and then trade him halfway through the year? See where it goes. So you're going to pick up. So, so again, I don't think they can because I think they're tied up against the cap. And I don't know if they're going to be able to. Because the money for him, it's not guaranteed now. Until, renegotiate with Garoppolo. Yeah, Garoppolo is not going to renegotiate with San Fran, especially where he knows that he's got his waiter, his guy that's taking his job, waiting right behind him as soon as week three, four, five, or six, whatever. Or is it a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing? Nah, I don't. Again, you can't. You, you, there. Jimmy G's money 
doesn't become fully guaranteed until day one of the uh, of week one, right? You know, so he, if he's on the team, it's twenty five guaranteed. San Fran cannot carry that. It's it. They'll be they can't. They're going to be over the tax. Uh, well, you know, you, over the Schefter is saying either New England or nothing. So right. if it's nothing, but, then but he nothing remains is, on the on the yes, same. But but you're but you're missing the other point of it. Is it's you said they're going to cut him right now. They're not. But, uh, let's, however, if Jimmy G walks uh, in and says, however, cut me, release me. However, Rocky, cut me, cut me, Adrian, cut me. All I'm saying is, here's where San Fran can do it. San Fran could say, all right, you know what, Jimmy, you want to be a dick? You don't want to come play ball. You don't want to show up to OTAs. You don't want to be part of this team because you know you're not going to be playing because you're going to get cut. Then fine, we're going to sit your ass all the way through OTAs, all the way through the training camp, and then. That Sunday, boom, cut. And, and it's the same thing. Look what happened. Look what happened here, right? Loy Malloy, that's what that was. That was a – they tried to negotiate. Loy Malloy put his foot down and said, your word is your word. This is what I was going to get paid, and this is what you gave me as your word that you'd pay me. And they said, okay, well, that's fine. Boom, you're cut. And they cut him before they had to pay him. And he went to Buffalo and then they obviously, you know, they kicked their ass 30, 33 or 36 to nothing, you know, and, and now is the, you know, they don't like their coach speech. And then we end the season kicking the shit out of Buffalo 36, nothing and win the Super Bowl. Same thing happened with Logan Mankins. Logan Mankins didn't want to play ball. Hey, this is what this is. You gave me my gave me your word. This is what you owe me. They didn't want to renegotiate. So they cut him right before training cramp. Piss, piss Brady right the F off. So that's what I'm saying is in the only shred of of power that San Fran has is when they can get rid of Jimmy. But I don't think they're going to do him dirty like that by holding on to him. Till they're already doing him dirty. That's why they're already doing him dirty. They're already doing him dirty. Right now. Yeah, but they're already doing him dirty because they're devaluing their own position in the stock of having him as an entity. Right. Belichick doesn't have to give up that pick 46, uh, the, the 14. I mean, if I'm Jimmy G, round. I'm like, why am I hearing all this shit? I know I'm hearing on Twitter before I'm hearing my own coaching staff. Exactly. If I'm being dangled out there like a piece of bait, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not showing up to OTAs. I'm not doing this. And you can't cut me. And you know what? I will sign with the Patriots just to stick it to you that you didn't get anything in return. Bill, give me 15 million. Yeah. Per well, year, and, and, and I'm yours. And that's why I say, so you could do, you taught, you just said earlier, oh, he wouldn't come for anything less than 25. Fine. Two I, years, two yeah, years, I, two, I two years, don't think 20, he would take the 12. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, but, no, but okay. So fine. So I did, I did, uh, I did four years for 50, 60. 20, four years for 50, 25 guaranteed. And you just spread that over. So you said you wouldn't do it for 12 and a half. I, okay, I wouldn't so, do it for 12 and a so, half per year. So year, so year, well, that's what the AAV would be. First year you do it for fifteen, and next year it's for ten. And then you see where you are next year. Maybe you rip up that contract, or you give him an extension and give him a bonus where you've got a little I wiggle room for I the five with, years. With, that's with the what I'm saying. So that the Pats go, I think that there's going to be more saying. incentives. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying. But that's it's, what it's, I think that could happen. That's a likely story where Jimmy G's a little pissed off. He's been the guy. He's uh, you know nobody. I mean, I don't want to say injury prone because when he gets hurt, there's real injuries there. There's broken yeah, bones. Right. There's that thing. And see, I was hoping you would go down that route, but you didn't, George. Good for you. You stuck to your, you know, Monopoly game that you've been playing over there since three o'clock. And I'm not talking about you, Becca. So 
<laughs> That's Boardwalk Monopoly. and Park Place. Are you good, sir? <laughs> it'll 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 be interesting to see. But what do I want to see come September? I want to see number ten in a Pats uniform. Yeah, I, I think have, he'll see, be a I, lot I better I behind no, center under Bill Belichick. I have no doubt it's going to happen. In my opinion, I think it's just Same. a matter of when. And I think I think where it comes down to maybe so fine. Maybe it's not a second round this year. Maybe it's a second round next year. And then there's then it satisfies your second round. Yep. You're not going to be picking in 46. Maybe you'll be picking in the mid 50s because your team would be better. So you're not going to be the 14th pick in the round. Maybe you're the 25th, 28th pick in the round. You know, for for um, you know, for round two. Again, that's all this is. This is the Patriots saying they're going to have something to move up to eight. Is pre is is basically predicated on San Fran being stupid or not if they're going to trade him and what the deal is and how to get that all done. But Let's just say, Matt, guns to your head right now. Um, Pats get Jimmy G, right? Let's say mm-hmm. they, they they get Jimmy G. We're good. We know he's coming here for next year's second round. We'll make it easy. You have 15. Who are you picking at 15? Who do you want at oh. number 15? Uh, I, here's the thing. I, I didn't think – I don't think he'll be there. A lot of rumors going that he could go as high as seven. He could go 11. Uh, I would love Devontae Smith. Now he's deep threat. I get it. But we've had deep threats and Hogan was a deep threat. But Devontae Smith, you know, can burn you on the outside. I love that kid. I, I want to. I want a wide receiver. I don't think Jalen Waddle from uh, the other kid from Alabama. Jesus Christ, fucking Alabama. Oh, um, I, I, I don't think that he'll be there. Um, now would you want to add to your backfield? No, Najee Harris. I don't know what, what's so special about what we got now. No, no, you would, the, the dual threat of, um, Najee Harris is 20, Najee Harris is ranked 23rd. You were, you were losing more value by picking the number one running back. And beyond that, of most every position, the running back is the one that there's the most turnover from use and whatnot. I like the kid. Najee Harris ran with his balls out, right, and ran through people. I thought he was a phenomenal running back. He's the best running back out there. But there's a reason why the running backs, as a general rule now, tend to slide further down in the draft. He's a 23rd-ranked guy That's in my th- book. I don't know, man. I I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll get, he'll get nabbed at, at uh, first round. That would be a sick backfield. Now you have two dual threats with what's his face that I can't think of his name. Ridley, because I haven't seen him on television. Damian Harris. Harris. Thank you. I would say Ridley. And you got the Harris brothers. You got the Harris boys in the back. Let's go. Um, I, I just I one's number one and one's number two. That's that is that is such. And a I mean reason. Jersey numbers. Yes, <laughs> they're both shit. So, uh, no. so <laughs> here's the thing: I want to go wide receiver first. It's just I don't think Devonte is going to be there. Uh, then you could go. Okay, this kid's sliding at the end of the draft. The kid from Minnesota, there, Rashad Bateman. I don't know too much about him. He's he. Could be like a Nikhil Harry, 6'2", 210, although Harry's a little bigger, but I don't know. I want a wide receiver. I want somebody we can throw to, unless Belichick has something else up his sleeve where he's going to 
try to maneuver that for, for a wide out as well. I don't know. I, so we, I will, we have a lot of guys coming back or re-signed and, veterans. And you just signed a bunch of offensive weapons, two tight ends, um, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, whatever. Um, the, the kid from uh, San Fran um, that Jimmy G played with last year. So there is some depth there in the offense, yeah, but division. not weapons, right? You know, right. somebody that can, I mean, not that, you know, Edelman I just don't was going to play I, this year, I, yeah, but I just don't even want a healthy to, Edelman would have been great as, I, I don't, as a decoy. I don't want Brady. I, I mean, Brady, I don't want Belichick picking in the first round for a core wide receiver. He just sucks ass at it. And I just, sorry. Well, that's, happened. that's a whole other bag yeah. of tricks, but, but uh, Ooh, is he going to add to his, his, his defensive core? Is he going to take yeah, the other kid? Micah, Micah How many Alabama – Patrick Sertain, Sertain the Patrick cornerback? Sertain. Yeah, dude, number one cornerback. Well, so again, so here's – all right. He's going I'm gonna, top I'm gonna, of the third. I'm going to answer my my question that I said to you. You get the deal done for Jimmy G next year, second, a fourth, two sixths, a fifteenth, uh, and, and a fucking friendly fribble or something. You send it over to San Fran Ooh, for Jimmy G. Tell me where to sign, dude. Absolutely, I'll take a fribble all day. I miss friendlies. Yeah. R.I.P. Friendlies. Um, so you get the deal done. You're at fifteen. I'm with you if you can get a guy like uh, like Waddle or uh, or Devonta Smith. If you can't. Let's bolster up that defense. A guy like Patrick Sertain, a cornerback, gets what that does. That allows you to get rid of Gilmore. I like Gilmore. Gilmore ain't coming back to play on the pennies that he's playing right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's out the door, especially in the Carolina deal. If, they, if it is that the Pats can go up to eighth from Carolina, yeah, I can, I that can might see move him. him back down. I can see which him is leaving. Fine. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to put up, put up with the bullshit. And I don't blame him. I don't blame he's him. He's got his ring. He was great. He, oh yeah, he, yeah. He earned Listen, every he, every yard yeah. of that. I and I, I love you, mean it, appreciate it, Gilmore. But Listen. you know, unfortunately, it's just what it is. Um, I would take Devonta Smith. I would take Patrick Sertain. I would definitely take if he's there, Michael Parsons. I think you need so the two biggest positions, in my opinion, besides punter and 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 kicker, obviously, uh, maybe a gunner, maybe a guy like Matthew Slater, or you know, guy run down. Uh no, but seriously on. On the two sides, offense and defense. If you bet that a gunner in, in the first <laughs> round, I think you win fucking $20 million. <laughs> Dude, why, why don't I just throw 10 bucks down? And if I win, you'll never. Ladies and gentlemen, the armchair sports guy is no longer because George just won $20 million. Yeah. And you won like, uh, the other thing was if you guessed Trevor Lawrence going at one, it was like you won five cents. Yeah, yeah. it's a, Yeah, I think so I for started. For those losers out there that just. You got to put 10,000 to win 100. Yeah, 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 ridiculous. But the two most important positions on the team are quarterback, quarterback, and your defensive quarterback, which is your Mike linebacker, your middle linebacker. If you can get Jimmy G, there's your quarterback. You can get Micah Parsons, there's your Even defensive with Hightower coming back. And that's why you get a guy like Micah Parsons that can teach height, that can have uh, uh, Hightower, Hightower teach, teach him. him. How to do the job, how to read the coverages, how to understand Belichick's system, how to become that play caller so he can wear that green dot in the back of his uh, his helmet. That's what you do. So in my opinion, you can come away with Michael Parsons, your quarterback on the defense of the future. And even if it's a minimal that he's on, uh, you know, a short time future, your quarterback of the future for Jimmy G, 
I'm telling you, if you're a Patriots fan, especially with the uh, half a billion dollars you spent in free agency, you should be walking around pitching tents everywhere. Like, I want Foxborough to look like Woodstock. Just friggin' tents everywhere. Um, because I think that's exactly uh, how you come away with having the best offseason from the worst regular season we've seen here in years. So, But it's going to be interesting. I love it. The NFL draft. Um, I'm going to try uh, Friday. I'm going to hopefully be able to do this. I think I can. I might try and do a little recap on what uh, what happened and put a little something video out and kind of get everybody get out, geared up for the second round and put that out on Friday. And then obviously we get our show on Saturday right around 11 o'clock. I think the draft starts at noontime. Uh, so we may or may not be kicking around while the first couple picks are. So you might have the breaking news depending upon. But obviously stay tuned with us on all our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, to follow us on all the breaking news for the NFL and the NFL draft. But should be fun. I am I am really – this is the first time I've been excited, and I guess maybe because when you're picking 32, 31, 30, depending upon where the Pats finished, you know, either they won the Super Bowl, they lost the Super Bowl, or they lost the AFC title game. Um, we've been picking in that 32, 31, 30 slot, and what has Belichick done? Uh, oh, he sucks. I'm going to trade out of that. I'm going to get two twos and a third and then pick up like six guys after he flips one of the thirds or one of the seconds for two, six and a seventh and a third round next year. And a first future first rally. I'm glad we're actually going to be picking somebody. And the drama has been phenomenal. If you've been watching or you've been listening or reading all that. This is George's Christmas. Oh, dude, it's been phenomenal. I've loved all the rumors. I've loved all the fun and the nuance of who could go here and can they get Jimmy G and can this guy come and if this guy drops, do you go up and you get uh, Justin Fields or is Michael Parsons there? Should you get certain? I love it. This is it's like this is perfect. This is like Christmas. It really is. Um, so that is that. We're um. This is kind of like well, you know. Well, I, don't I mean, know. I mean, obviously we're speculating. But, it's my flag um, day. <laughs> Uh, it's, 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 it's your flag day. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? It's groundhog day. Set at, him up. At, at least, you know what? At least I can appreciate you being respectful and celebrating the flag. So thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. great American. Uh, so we'll be, uh, we'll be obviously covering, uh, more on Saturday. What the happenings of the <clears throat> draft was, uh, for the first two rounds. And we'll get into that. So, um, because, again, right now it's all speculation, although it's fun as hell, and I freaking love it. Uh, but let's get to uh, let's get to the fun stuff, huh? Uh, Taylor Hall. He's kind of good at that thing called hockey, huh? He's kind of he's, 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 he's good, right? He's not, he's not bad. Um, if you missed it, Bruins won uh, 3-1. Wish they could have gotten the shadow for Tuca. I know, I know. I just said that sentence and didn't throw up. I know. Shocker. Uh, shock. But um, it would have been nice to get uh, to get that. I thought that, that goal that Carter got, though, was filthy. Yeah, that was filthy. You know, it uh, was filthy it's just goal. too many. There's just too many uh, odd man rushes that oh, they, every game, the Bruins, it's always like a two on one. And it's like, where's where's our defense? Where Why aren't the guys checking back? Uh, Back checking, excuse me. How are we still getting stuck, sucked in in the neutral zone? And why are we getting so many odd man rushes? And that was a perfect example of 
another odd man rush only beats him to the outside and he winds up and he, that thing was a, like you said, I mean, Tuka, I don't think he had a shot on it. I Tuka looked like he had a good angle. I mean, would have been his second shutout of the year, but again, you know, that's, it's happened a lot. Those odd man rushes. I really can't stand. I just can't stand them. And yeah, Taylor Hall. I mean, he's sniped. He's got what he's got three goals, three assists. He's looked great, man. He's looked great. Sweeney looks, I don't want to say he looks like a genius because he had to make this deal Four goals, excuse me, had to make this deal because a Mr. Charlie Coyle, the local guy from Weymouth hasn't gotten a friggin' goal in 18 games. Yeah. He's uh. I can't, I'll, you could go ahead. I actually have to check that. I meant to send that to you guys today. I'm not going to lie to you. He He's a bum right now. And I think in my personal opinion, he's got to sit his ass down. He's got to go on the ninth floor. Um, I think he he needs to watch from afar from a bit just to. Hasn't scored in 27 games. Hasn't registered a point in eight. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. You got. I know they moved him to the wing. As opposed to Last the center. Night, yeah. Yep. Uh, one shot on goal, one hit, one block. Um, I mean, he they did point out how he was controlling the puck a little more, trying to maybe – I don't think it's a confidence thing with, with Coyle. I just don't think the Bruins' second, third, fourth line up until the trade deadline were not doing well. I think the fourth line needed uh, – what's his face? Um, Lazon, as a Jeremy Lazon there, the center – to really spark some fourth line energy and get back to what Wagner and Corrali can do. Third line still seems to be struggling a little bit. And I'm sorry, but when you're having guessing games of Jake DeBrusque, who is your everyday top six forward at one point, and now he's a healthy scratch. So then you insert Trent Frederick back into the lineup. And then it's, I mean, it's a merry-go-round for your top, for your first twelve. You know, you know who you're starting for at least your top six. I mean, give uh, give credit to Craig Smith. I didn't know that guy had freaking 27 points. I yeah. had no idea. I, every yeah. time he smiles, I can't stop staring at like those four missing teeth. <laughs> he's he's just been in the right places at the right time. Maybe him and Krejci and now Hall can really step up, and they have. I mean, Krejci got a goal last night as well. Um, but it's just I'm kind of disappointed and more I think more disappointed and shocked to coil yeah I that that whole third line coil uh you know uh Frederick Richie. Wagner Richie yep Corrali um you know uh I mean I, I'm not gonna put Lazar in there because he's really on the fourth line and he just got right. here but the guys like Frederick Wagner Richie um coil Corrali any of those guys have been three to four sort of rotated around and they just all have collectively sucked. Now, the flip side of that, though, is like you said, that second line, that thing's on. That thing's on cruise control. Krejci got his seventh, uh, and um, Krejci's you know, had Krejci's, a good second half. And Krejci's got, got twenty-five. 20, I was gonna say, I was just, <laughs> I was just about to say that. That's not he's bad got, for his line, man. Yeah, he's got twenty-five assists, and that's without having Taylor Hall on it, who he right. now has. And Taylor right. Hall's just got his fourth goal. Uh, you know, for the Bruins, um, you know, in what's eight games, seven, eight games. So uh, Hall's been unbelievable. Like I said, if you if you want to watch porn tonight before you go to bed, kids, 
Kids, just great. Go, That's nice. Just just go watch that Taylor Hall goal. Uh, Taylor Hall goal. Just watch that move just through the stick, that little dangle, and then that snap up in the top corner where Mama hides the cookies. It was just a thing of filth. Like, just full yuck. Full yuck. It was awesome. I was like, you talk about having a, a, a full-on, you know, full-on coho in your pants watching that thing. I, I just wanted to put that thing on a loop and just fall asleep to the sweet, dulcet Quick shot. tones. That's what it. I needed him to do, uh, man. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. Like, I'm in tr- charge of the team, but he's gaining more and more confidence. You, you can tell. And, and um, he's, he's becoming the guy that I think everybody envisioned him being. When he was drafted one, I think the the problem has been throughout the course of his career, he's had to put the team on his shoulders. He's had to be that friend, like whatever, whatever, you know, logo was on the front of the sweater was he, he was that was he, logo. was he that logo? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was that logo. He was portrayed as, oh, you're in Edmonton. Boom. You're the Edmonton Oilers. You're in, uh, you know, you're in uh, New Jersey, uh, New Jersey. You are the Devils here. He doesn't have to be. You've got. Marshan, Pasternak, and Bergeron, the top line that take care of handling, being the face of that franchise, being that logo. You know, the, the, the first person you think of when you see that logo as a modern day, you know, player. And I think because of that, adding a guy to, you know, to Krejci, who can score, who's got that quick shot, who's got the skating ability, who's got fast, silky hands. Krejci, who is a playmaker. Krejci's turning into the Adam Oates of this team, believe it or not. Yeah, I Adam mean, he's got to win some Adam more Oates, face-offs. But. Yeah, but, but Adam Oates, I mean, Adam Oates was an assist guy and a playmaker, but you knew but he could score. But he's always kind of been in that role, though. But Yep, but you knew he could score. Krejci's had some seasons where he was more of a scorer than an assist man. Now I think you're going to see Krejci open up. I mean, again, he just got a goal with his, you know, go along with his 25, uh, uh, 25th assist last night. I wouldn't, be surprised. Point, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised you see Krejci up in the Well, he, now he's got Hall to, to, to be that shooter where, where Hall was on so many teams. I mean, Hall's only removed from league MVP, Hart Trophy, 2017-2018. I mean, it's it's yeah. knock on wood. It's, it's like, uh, oh, we grabbed the Cam Newton of hockey? No. Yeah. It's Cam didn't bounce around teams. This kid just has always worn the, you know, I have to be the best player on this team. The I'm the one that's supposed to lead right. them out the gate. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And we've said that a bunch of times, but I think his confidence is going to rise. And so is in Krejci's because it just play the game, boys play the game. And in the back of your mind, you're hoping that Krejci is going to come to his playmaking abilities that they know he can, his highest potential, and Hall's scoring abilities, which they know they can. They're not going to, you know, be on them because they have other weapons. They have other tools, you know, in the shed. So, right. I mean, right now, Don Sweeney looks like a genius. Yeah. It's, it, it was a great move. We gave up a, a good player, good second, third line player, who I hope – Make cracks the top six every night, um, but and what a second rounder! I'm okay. Give up what Bjork? Bjork, who's that? That was the one that I was thinking you gotta have to give him up. Um, and I, I think I said first rounders, but it ended yeah. up being a second rounder. So but, I was but, ready to give away like half a farm. But Bjork versus Hall, um, there's in my opinion, just on just pure play alone. Oh, of course, you'll take. There's that no trade. comparison. So yeah, I think, I think I think I think Donnie wanted out of Buffalo. He yeah. didn't like it there. 
No, I think Donnie fleeced it, and I think Donnie got it right. Uh, the one few things I think Donnie has gotten right, but mm. it's going to be a tough stretch, though. <laughs> I mean, if, if anybody thinks well, that, the, I well, mean, knock on wood, on. if the Rangers slingshot themselves, I think you have your top four set for the playoffs. Not now, when I say set, that nothing's set in stone as of yet, but I think those top four teams of Caps, Pens, or in this order, Capitals, Islanders, Penguins, and now the Bruins in fourth. I think that those are safe bet to for their to make the playoffs. It's still a tough stretch. It's only are the Bruins going to be in fourth, second, third, or do they're only four behind the the pen, uh, the Caps? They're they're six behind the Caps. Washington six behind the Caps. Six, Washington is sixty eight. Is this it's yesterday's 30. Globe? Yep, God Washington damn it. Is, Washington has, <laughs> Washington's got 68. Pittsburgh's got 67. The Islanders got 63. Boston has 62. Your Rangers in fifth have 58. Uh, Philly's 51. I'm just going to kind of kick them out of it unless something crazy happens. But um, so here's where it was huge. Beating Pittsburgh was huge because you kept going. And if the Rangers won, that's fine. No big deal. But you closed the gap with Pittsburgh. And even though right. Washington's up there too, you close the gap on Washington and you're keeping toe with the Islanders who are just one point ahead of you. And right now you said it's not going to be easy. In my opinion, it should be ish. You got Buffalo tomorrow at seven o'clock, right? You got mm-hmm. Buffalo on Saturday. Um, hope, at yeah, one okay. o'clock. Those are the two, the two games after that, gimmies. the two games after that are also gimmies. Against the effing Devils. We've struggled with the Devils. I We struggle year. with the Devils without Taylor Hall. Without okay, a yeah. second line. Right, without a, a second line. Without a second line scoring. Okay. Mm-hmm. But after that, you got Rangers, Rangers, Islanders, Washington to round it out for. And we got a guest coming on the line. So let me just uh, let this person jump in here. I will say with those next four games, if you go two and two and the Rangers go three and one or four and oh. That's a huge game that Thursday, whatever it is, May friggin' eighth or something like that. May eighth could be a big, big May 8th, game. May eighth, May tenth, and May eleventh could all be huge. Uh, but joining us, yeah, oh yeah, you have to, you have to, you you can't be splitting on this. You've got to do something. Uh, but uh, as you can see, Matt, do you see we've got I a uh, we got a guest, wow. Rob Margello. What's up, kid? How you doing, Chief? Prodigal, prodigal. The prodigal, you prodigal? mean prodigal? There you go, honey. There you go. Sun returns. Yeah. What's going on, Chief? Not much, man. I was just uh, listening to your show, and I saw the map put on the comments, and you could call in, so I figured to call on you, fellas. Yeah, let's go. What's so, up, what do you? What's uh? What do you got? What What do you What do you want to talk about? Uh, George, I have a question for you because I know you're a Liverpool fan. Um, he's gonna get me the... fucking pissed off again. I love it. Let's I'm go. sorry. It's just that <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask. You. Uh, let's go. What is your <laughs> thoughts on that situation that happened with the super league and, and Oh and God, and I'll just sign off now. And that whole <laughs> crap shoot of a situation. So I gave my, I will, I'll, I'll recap it for you, Rob. I gave my thoughts last Wednesday where I lost my damn mind before we had Sean Sweeney from uh, the Bay state soccer Sentinel join us. Um, I think it's disgusting. I think what John Henry did was an absolute disgrace. And I think he should sell the team. I don't think every Liverpool fan will ever allow him in the stands again. 
And I think that should further uh, get extended to the Boston fans. I don't think the Boston fans should let him in the stands again. I don't think he should be allowed to own a sports franchise again after the type of crap that he pulled in Liverpool to try and kill thousands and hundreds of thousands of whatever of years of tradition of playing the beautiful game, playing soccer. What he did to try and create a Super League so that only these teams are in the championship and we allow only a few of them so there's no relegation. And that That's not how soccer works, bro. You're a businessman. You have no passion involved. And I'm sorry, there needs to be a prerequisite that you have to be passionate about the team or the sport that you want to invest in because I, I, I'm just, I, have, no, I have no tolerance for an owner that, um, that did what he did. Um, and then, of course, he was our jackass of the week this past Saturday for all those thoughts and more. So, again, I think John Henry should sell the team, both teams, and nobody should ever let John Henry invest in sports ever again as a majority owner. You want to be like an under 10 percent so you don't make all the big deal, you know, deals and decisions. Maybe I'll consider it if, you know, I give you a 10 year ban and if you're still alive. But after that, no, no. Uh, but your next question before I go full, you know, full Hulk Hogan and rip this jersey off and start pumping my chest like I'm Who was also from Tampa. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I see that you're wearing the Brady Bucks jersey. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, so what's your next question, Rob? So does that not mean that you're a Patriots fan anymore or, or are you are you kind of in the middle? Well, what's the... I, I've, I, I've, again, another, another <laughs> great question. <laughs> so I am, I've been a diehard Bucks fan since I've been alive okay. i've been a bucks i've been a tampa fans i mean a, a patriots fans since i've been alive born and bred into patriots nation but when the greatest coach in the world does the dumbest thing in the world and lets the greatest quarterback in the world walk and that quarterback happens to go to my favorite team um well one of my favorite teams i'm gonna keep throwing it in everybody's face and just wiggling that moist sausage in your cheeks and say enjoy it because this guy's the champ and mm. your team's the chump so I, I'm going to continue and enjoy that and wiggle that around. So, uh, and the draft isn't going to change anything because with the Buccaneers signing back Antonio Brown, they have brought back under the salary cap a feat that had not have been done ever in salary cap era football. All 22 of the starters are coming back to play for Tampa next year. I think that's impressive. I mean, that, that is that, impressive, but that's the Brady effect. Yeah, that's Brady all that. I agree. That's Brady all restructures. People take less money to stay and play because you get a chance to win a title. Sounds like a guy I know in another sport. Yeah, something uh, something that, uh, you know, Bill Belichick still doesn't understand. <laughs> but, uh, Rob, do you have any questions on uh, on the draft or uh, or possibly the Bruins? Well, yeah, I, I think you look at the Bruins. You know, they were kind of getting it going, and then they dropped those. I think it was like three or four games. They lost that game against the Penguins the other night. What is the kind of deal with their bottom, you know, six, you know, forwards that just haven't really gotten it going. I know Cassidy was talking about it on 98.5 the other day, but it's got to be frustrating. I take Matt, I'll let yeah. you take this one. I'm well, all, I'm all out of words right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's their fourth line starting to pick up. I mean, with um, what's his name? Was it Lazon? The fourth line center that they signed. Um, he's starting to bring a lot of energy to that. Wagner and Corrali getting them going, getting good shots. They're not supposed to score goals. They're just supposed to keep uh, the puck out of their end, apply pressure, bang the bodies. Uh, I mean, Corrali and Wagner, up until two games ago, were minus 19 on the year. The two of them, minus 19. 
Now let's go to our third line. Charlie Coyle, minus five. Nick Ritchie, minus eight. And then I can't really substitute Frederick, I think, is minus five. Um, DeBrusque is minus four or something like that. But when you have your – I mean, add Ritchie's up, which was eight. Coyle, I think, was five, but I think it's probably higher now. Richie, here's the thing about Nick Richie. Okay. I don't understand why so Yeah. (laughs) Besides, you know, him speaking, you know, sausages every game. I don't understand why people are so high on him. He has 22 points. Okay. I get it. At one point he was minus 10. The dude doesn't play any, it doesn't kill one penalty. He doesn't play one overtime where it's three on three, but he plays at, on the power play, they stick his fat ass in front of the net, and he's still minus 10 two games ago. I don't understand why people are so high on that guy. Why isn't he the healthy scratch? And so Coyle doesn't have to carry him, literally physically carrying him, because everyone's just, he's a cone out there. Why wouldn't you have Coyle, DeBrusque, and then you keep, um, What's his face on the on the third line there that they and Frederick, Frederick can still Frederick has wheels. Coyle's got some wheels. DeBrusque, just let those guys throw the puck down. Coyle can bang and just throw the puck at the net. That's all you really need to do. Gets then you the confidence will come from there. Now since the trade deadline, I think the first six have continued to do a lot better, especially the second line with Krejci. I think the fourth line is doing a lot better but that third line i think still struggles i think that's where the question mark is what is what's wrong with charlie coyle what's going on with jake debrusque why why, is it time to sit charlie coyle i think the time is or the answer to that is yes when do you sit him though do you sit him against buffalo maybe i i mean you got two choices you get two chances to sit him against buffalo either tomorrow at seven or Saturday at one. My thought is you sit them tomorrow. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to hurt you one way or the other. And maybe you sit them tomorrow and be like, yeah, Hey, I know you had a better game in the game before last night, but you're still going to sit and we're going to put Jake in there. We're, we're going to have, we're going to move Lausanne. I, is his name Lausanne? Cause I, I, I keep getting effing up. Yeah. But Lausanne. And then there's okay. uh, Lazar. Lazar is the, 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 the middle guy. So Lazar is the guy you'd move up. Lausanne is the defensive. Yeah. The, the defenseman. Yeah. yeah. Lausanne, he's the kid that got in the, the fight yeah. last night. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I'm okay with sitting down coil, moving up Lazar and, you know, see what else that we can bring, you know, to, to backfill the fourth line, or, you know, you just make DeBrusque and Richie uh, your fourth line wingers and, you know, you substitute as I'm going through the lineup. Or you maybe put Corrali. I don't know. F- figure it out. But you're going to have to – Carson Kuhlman can play maybe on that third line. It, it's just time to sit Coil and say you probably don't need to watch because you know what you need to do, but you're just not producing. So I'm with you. Question mark uh, in the, on that third line. Agreed. Uh, so, Sit Rob, one, what, yeah, one more uh, one more question, then we're going to move uh, on to a different topic and yeah, get the hell out of here shortly. So, fire off. You got one more question, sir. Go ahead. Do you think there's any chance that the Patriots trade out of the first round? I don't trade think out? they will. No, trade out? No. No, no, no. There's no way they're trading out. They're either trading up or they're trading down, but they're not trading out. 
Um, I think that you're like we were talking earlier, you're either trading up to get uh, Justin Fields at eight, which is the rumor again uh, by uh, what I say. Um, Albert Breer uh, had said that they were looking to trade up and move with Carolina to pick up Fields or you trade down to get out of 15, but you're getting maybe a third rounder that you'd need for this year. But then you damn well better be getting Jimmy G in the process if you're trading out of 15 to get somewhere back in the first round. So, fair enough. Thanks, but, I'll, hey, uh, welcome. Appreciate you, sir. Good job. Hey, thanks, thanks man. Rob. Appreciate it, Rob. Have yourself a good one. Uh, so, that is uh, Rob there joining us. I appreciate that, Rob. Thanks again for jumping on. That's as easy as it is, folks. You just click on the link and boom, we get you right in to talk some sports with us. Um, let's take a quick wrap up. We'll go around real quick. Uh, like I said, our last topic was Celtic suck. We just covered that. So Red Sox, Garrett, uh, uh, not bad. Good. Good. <laughs> he was awesome last night. <laughs> he was, he was electric. Uh, Bobby D gets a bomb. I'm appreciative of that. Um, I like what this team is doing, uh, right now. If we are. Just they checked. were up the last time I saw, I was just but say, I uh, haven't checked in a while. Uh, I see it is the uh, mid-fifth. There is one nothing, one run on three hits. Mets have one hit right now. Um, That's that all they got is one hit, one, hit, one, one goddamn, goddamn hit. hit. McNeil, the second baseman, has the hit. Uh, for the Sox, you have got uh, Bogarts, Devers, and Vasquez all have hits. Uh, with Bogart scoring uh, in the in the uh, in the second inning, um, Degrom versus Pavetta, hell of a pitching matchup, by the way, sneaky good pitching matchup. Um, so I, I'm I'm loving this, and uh, like I said, I'm I was really surprised. I, I watched some of the game. I watched more of the Bruins game last night. To be fair. Uh, but I did look at what and Garrett that's Richards. It's fair. That's fair. Fair. Uh, I did look at what Garrett Richards was doing, um, and I noticed he had uh, what a uh, a no hitter or a one hitter, you know, through uh, yeah through you know, six or something, through whatever, six the hell whatever. It was. Yeah, or a one hitter, one hitter through seven, and I'm like, hey, I'll you know what, I'll 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 take that. You know what I mean? I, Eckersley I'll... was talking in his ear. Eckersley was like the offensive coordinator when he was in the booth. <laughs> He goes, don't throw inside. Don't throw inside. Whatever you do, go with that splitter. Go with that heat right there. You go. There you go. <laughs> like, I, I love Eck. I do. Oh, of course. Quick side note on that. I love Eck. I love his Eck-isms, but I love the way he breaks the game down and make it fun to learn about it. Right. That's, I think that's, a, yes. I think that's really you are what, learning what, something, what, even what, if you have never played baseball. And that's what kills the sport is people just come in and they just like, I mean, I know the play-by-play guys there to just do the play-by-play call the game as it is good, bad, and different, right? The color analyst is supposed to add that sprinkle of color, sprinkle of, mm-hmm. of good knowledge about quote. it. But Eckles, Eckersley has a way of getting you to learn something. And I think that's what's really sucks about baseball is baseball in general is a thinking man's sport. It always has been. It always will be. If you really don't understand the nuances of it, some of the things that they do will get you kind of like so confused. But Eck does a real good job at breaking it down. But um, yeah, like he's, we a, he's that- a mixture of. Uh, oh, gosh. What's uh, God rest his soul last year for the Celtics? Tommy. Tommy Heinsohn. 
Tommy Heinsohn Tommy is Heinsen. your is your should if he didn't have if he wasn't sitting where he was, you know where he would want to be in the balcony with, with with the boys, you know, because that he is what he is thinking what everybody else at home was saying on their TV, like I want. What yep. the hell's the matter with these guys? You know, these guys are ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yep. And every, everyone found that entertaining, but then he would chime in on the, you know, the information side. So even if you weren't a basketball fan or never played the game, you still kind of got where he was going. It was like basketball for dummies. Yeah. Eck, Eck has a little bit of that. I think he's toned it down just a little bit as far as like, he's telling you what everybody's thinking. You know, like, what the heck was that? He's toned down on that, but he's more informational. So I love that um, from Eckersley. And, and um, come on, George, help me out with Tommy's last Jerry, name. Tommy Heinsohn? Heinsohn, yes. Yep, yeah. R- oh, yeah, R-I-P. I, yeah, yeah, listen, I, I, and, and we've said this on this show. I said this in private, public, and whatever. We, we in Bomb Boston have been spoiled. Spoiled throughout our career, at least in my lifetime, personally I, yeah absolutely of play-by-play and color guys from johnny most and 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 fred cusack and 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 um you know sean mcdonough and 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 gil santos yeah we've just we've been we've been so blessed in this area to have not only good sports teams almost consistently or at least recently but consistently really really good top echelon guys yeah. i mean hell dave gosher has gone from being oh, a bruins guy to Vegas he's, to doing to doing national games because he's that yeah. good, right? Yeah. And Dave Gosher could be, don't be surprised. Dave Gosher could be one of the next guys that you see on the TNT or TBS. Oh, I would hundred. He would definitely take that. He he is he might be that guy because he's that good. He is. I I don't want to say because I don't want not that I would add, not that you would ever besmirch this guy's good name by saying, you know, that, uh, you know, you, yeah, but he, I was going to say, he yeah, was the second he could, in line. I would say he man. could be, he could be the new doc Emmerich for this generation. That and, guy was, and, and, and that's, that's saying something because of how great doc Emmerich was as a commentator and how good, um, you know, uh, I mean, doc got a start is. in Portland, Maine. Yeah. Dave yeah. Gosher got his start working some, little time part-time for Nesson, but he also was calling university in main games. Yep. And when you, it was almost like when you heard him on the radio, it was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. You like, knew. This guy is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You knew. Um, you, it. you knew like he was, this was great. It was almost like the first time I heard Beatles voice. Yeah. Uh, I was it's like, like, wow, it's great like, voice. It's, it's like, li- it's like listening to us. You're like, wow, yeah, you yeah, know. That's, yeah. You, you, know. you know, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> but back to that Red Sox team, interesting <laughs> yes. stat. Uh, they're leading the AL and RBIs with 108. They have 59. Uh, doubles. They have 221 hits. 221. Now I know there's been teams and games called due to COVID, uh, but this is also a fun fun stat. They also have struck out 205 times. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the the quote in Bull Durham: walked 18, a new league record. Struck out 18, also a new league record. <laughs> so, I mean. It's very true. Either, you know, they're either hitting hitting doubles or they're, they're Kane, but you know, they just, you know, they just continue to go where they, where they be. Like I said, they're just another starter or reliever away from being somewhat of a threat. I just hope the legs stay fresh in the dog days in July and August. 
I'm What's with the score you. now? I, uh, last time I checked, it was still one zip. So, um, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, they're growing on me. They're growing on me there. I, I, there's a lot of good to like about, the, there's a, good, a lot of good to like about this team. Um, and I think there's a lot of good that, uh, that this team can do if they can get, like you said, another frontline starter and uh, a really good, solid reliever you can depend upon each and every time out. You, you know what I mean? Like, depth. you know, like, like, uh, what was it? Um, um, you know, like Embry in the eighth and, you know, like there was a you setup know, man. Set up you man, have like, a consistent yep, right you now, knew there it's was kind a guy, of hard. Yep, yep. Yep. So you knew there was a guy in the sixth, a guy in the seventh, a guy in the eighth, a guy in the ninth, close it out. See you later. Bye. Good night. Take it, take it home. So, um, well, so, yeah, it, I, it could be worse. You could be a Yankee fan from our, our fan, uh, Liam Quinn, who's out in San Fran. who's also one of our San Fran. Yeah. Uh, Liam. Super fan. Liam he said, I go, what? What, what's up with the Yanks? So he just decided to text me. No worries. <laughs> he just had a new baby. So congratulations. He goes, ah, congratulations, they, Liam. And until they stop signing, meaning the Yankees, until they stop signing reclamation project pictures and all or nothing home run hitters, they will never win, win a game or world series. I mean, I thought we were going to be, I don't want to say we were going to be Yankees fans because Yankees fans, I think they still think, or absolutely they're bullshit right now, but the level of hate and anger that they have towards the Yankees roster, the organization, uh, you have your manager of the Yankees, who is probably one of the highest payrolls uh, payrolls in the major leagues. And they pay their manager like a million five or $2 million. They think he's the biggest dork out there. He used the term. I was bullied by the umpire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when last, uh, last year he game. said, wasn't, wasn't last year Those like guys are the, savages. Uh, savages two years ago? Yeah, savages. And then now he's, he's being bullied. So, all Yankees fans, I love it because they're miserable right now. Red Sox fans were like, well, we were kind of gearing up to suck. So, we're just going to enjoy it while we have it. Yeah, as we know but it. Could... When we do suck, Rug. this is what we expected. <laughs> and then yeah. we can get all mad at John Henry all over again. Um, don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> yeah I, I understand so i'm gonna uh, george i'm gonna enjoy this i'm gonna enjoy it as much as possible uh, and i love how yankees fans are pissed i i do i listen anytime you can piss off a yankees fan i think it's hell of a day i mean i i don't think you can go to bed upset or angry at life at all oh. uh, if you can piss off a yankees fan i'm just telling you i did not expect the red sox to be in the position they're in in first place uh i think the second best uh team in major league baseball or second best in the american league i mean i know they're up there with the with some uh, of the best stuff yep. there I and i'll be honest let's not kid ourselves like let's slow the roll yes they've had a good uh good april april's almost over i know it's the first month of 162 so it's a long season i also do know that they haven't like Yes, they're winning, and it was a great win yesterday because the Mets team is a great team. Mets team's going to be vying for the World Series this year. Mark my words. You're going to see that. Barring injuries. Barring injuries, they're going to be a team that is going to be in the mix for the NL championship, you know, at least to to be in there. So it was a really good win, and and they're winning today against a really good pitcher in DeGrom, DeGrom Pavetta, really good matchup. But I think the 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 smoke and mirrors, and I hate to say smoke and mirrors because they've been winning, well, they've been winning different ways, but the smoke and mirrors of just being a Red Sox team without really a legit front of the end starter. I know Erod is a front of the end starter, but he's not a name that instills fear into a team when you're like, 
like Pedro. No, he's just good. Derek it's Lowe. His it's like, yeah, I mean, he's good. He's good. He's real good. But he's not this like, ah, oh, crap. We got to face Pedro. This and then, you know, you you go into a three game series and the first game is against Pedro. You're already going. Well, shit. We now we're gonna hope we can maybe get a split of the next two. And if you do. Guess what? You still lost two out of three. So that's the thing. And and then behind Pedro, you had Schilling or you had Lowe. Or you had somebody else that was there to, to continue that just pounding of, you know, power arms in the front of that rotation. The Red Sox need that. They can find somehow, some way, a power arm that can come in and be that stability force in that second or third hole to really Giggity. give more depth. Exactly. Uh, then I think this Red Sox team, if they can then find a casual arm to add at the bullpen, maybe a guy like, a, you know, like a, a, a Pokey Reese or whatever that they added, you know, can play defense, but have some speed or or Orlando Cabrera. Cabrera yep. 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 Or, um, you know, Dave Roberts, you know, they got him to, to do just that. So you get guys like that, a reliever in the pen that you can have, that's going to be a steady guy that, you know, you can go to every time to get outs and a front end guy. I think this team has enough bats to do something. The only question is, are the bats good enough? Like I said, you got a bunch of positionless guys. So there's no guy who's going to just start mashing the balls jd martinez aside um but look at all the championships you've had multiple guys that could really drive the ball bogart seems to be coming into his own with his hitting uh devers himself as well i think looks decent at the plate obviously martinez still looks good um yeah. but these are guys that i just don't know if they've taken that next step yet to be that guy that your six, seven, eight, nine top hitters, you know, guy in the two hole goes cold. Can your three, four, five, you know, can they really turn it on and carry you for a game? You know, because you saw that with the Red Sox team. You saw, you know, Ortiz and Manny carry games before them when the rest of the lineup was hot garbage. You know, maybe a Johnny Damon was one for three or a Bill Miller was two for four at the bottom of the lineup. But generally speaking, it was Ortiz and Manny and you had Pedro or Schilling or Lowe or somebody on the mound that could command that mound the way those guys commanded the plate. I that's mean, they're nowhere near that, but I, I, I am, but that's what I'm it's worried about. a different about. attitude team. I, it is. And, and I, you know what? And I, it's a I, different I, manager with a different style. Agreed. And, and I, I have said, you know, and it's kind of like we were talking about sort of the Swayman effect, right? You know, this kid is too, too stupid to remember or to realize that he should be playing this good. I wonder if this kind of falls under the Red Sox too, that they're, that they're too stupid well, to realize that they shouldn't are so be. low. And that's that's the end. They, maybe that's it. Maybe they're playing that footloose and fancy free because that's exactly they, what they are. They, they don't know. Nobody expected them to you know, do anything. I mean, hell, I was a Yankees fan in the offseason. I know yeah. you were. <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. Hell, yes, I am. That's, <laughs> that's right. Um, but that's about it. I think uh, I think we've done enough uh, bullshitting for the evening. Uh, what do you say, Matt? Hey, be interesting draft tomorrow. It uh, excuse, be. yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow yes, right. Tomorrow, tomorrow eight p.m. I believe. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about one quick thing on the draft? As I just thought about this, you know that chair last year that uh, Roger Raj there, uh, the, the NFL commish, uh, he was um, he was sitting in uh, on drafting. That thing's traveling to Cleveland to for the draft. That thing, meaning the human being, Roger Goodell. 
Well, that and the chair. Um, oh, 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 yes. oh, oh. So correct on both. So nobody's those, actually going to his basement in Maine. God, I, well, I mean. Wasn't that where it was supposed to happen? I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you put the lotion in the basket, will you show up? I don't know. Um, I just know he's going to be in Cleveland. That's what it's told. He's fully made. That's what it's told. Exactly. Um, he's going to be in Cleveland. The chair is going to be at, why do you need the chair? First of all, why do you need the chair? Cause doesn't everybody come up and hug him anyway? So, and I guess, uh, the, you know, there's going to be hugs. There's, there I, is hugs. Yeah. And, and I, I like, I, you know what? I can't stand Goodell, but I do, I do appreciate the guys that come up and I mean, these are life-changing moments for these guys in the first round, you know, forget the mm-hmm. dollars and all that, but these are lifelong dreams that these guys get to be a part of. So I do like the hugs, you know, I think that's cool. Hugs, not drugs, kids, hugs, not drugs. But beyond that, why the hell's the chair going up there? What the hell does the chair have to do with anything for the draft other than where he sat his fat ass in front of his fake friggin' fireplace or whatever for the draft last year? Nobody cares. You don't need a I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I'm going to be watching the Bruins and I'll be chiming in on my phone. The NFL draft to me, it really isn't uh, a show. Uh, half a, a lot of the guys uh, want to remain at, at the at their houses, and a lot of them have chosen that cool non-COVID. Too. Yeah, I, I like actually, that too. I like the, I like I seeing like the, the phone party. call. Yeah, I like yeah. I like the house party and the family and friends gathering. You get the reactions, and so I I, I like that. I I kind of but I can see those highlights on Instagram the next day. Um, I just think it's more interesting for fans of like Patriots fans because of where we're drafting and because we don't really have a set in stone starting quarterback. What are we going to do with Jimmy G? It's, it's like what you said, it's been entertaining. It's like Christmas. It's a soap opera right now. So good. So I I can understand for guys like yourself, like what, where's guys going like, Holy crap. Like Justin Fields was taking it one Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's sliding down the draft. He's sliding down the, (laughs) we're getting him at 15 boys, you know? Um, and then the cannons I, go up. <laughs> Meanwhile, the new guy's puking <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All because Belichick wanted to save a couple pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, that's that's his deal. So I get it. So it's interesting for us this year. But yeah, I, I don't know why the chair's going there. He's a weird dude, regardless. He's not he's a geek. He's he was brought in here to try to tighten things up. I think he's he's done all right. He got through a full football season during a pandemic where the NHL couldn't do it, NBA couldn't do it, Major League couldn't do it last year. Not the no fault of any other commissioners. I'm not, you know, but Goodell found a way with his team. I think part of that is is, is the NFLPA is the worst union. You and I could start a union and have better union representation. Oh, I agree. I agree. They're, They're a very weak union. So but. they were going to play no matter what, because it was either them or they were going to get scabs. You would have seen other player. It would have been, it, it would have been a disaster, but there was going to be, there was no doubt they were going to play. There was no doubt they were going to play. I, I, the only question was, it was, were they going to have to stop during the season? And they just said, no, F you, we're not stopping. We're just going to keep going. We'll rearrange games. Well, that's what I, that's what I mean. There. They figured right. it out. Yeah. But I mean, they, yeah, but even still, I, yeah, I think they were. They weren't. They weren't. Kobe be damn, man. They weren't. They. <laughs> Goodell, he was like, nope. I don't care. You get COVID, you playing. You get. You don't get COVID, you playing. Um, I don't know. I. I. You're right. He's. 
He is a clown. He is a goon. My only question is if you do a home party. All right. So last question here in regards to the draft, and then we are going to get out of here. Matt, you are sitting there. You're a first-round pick. You decide you're going to be safe. Do you, A, sit at home or maybe your agent's home or your parents' home or your home or however it works, right? Do you sit at home, family, friends surrounding you to get that call to celebrate with family? You're a college kid. Do you go to I'm probably do you uh, at I don't own a home at that point. And if I and did, that's fair, and that's fair, that's suspect. Well, listen, half of Alabama may or may not own a home. Right. But right. that's also because it's in Alabama. Right. right. Um, so do you a go to a home, get all dressed up, suit, whatever, and, you know, have, you know, cheese and crackers and some rosé waiting for the phone call. Do you be say, I love you, mom and dad, bro and sis. I love you guys. I love all my friends, my cousins, family. I'm a watch with, with my boys and the team that helped me get to this point. Right. Or C, you go full Paul Pierce strippers and hoes and <laughs> blunts and <Hey>. cards. <laughs> what do you choose, sir? A, B, or C? Um, I mean, realistically, I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever done that in the history of any professional sports draft. So I'm all for breaking down walls. I'll go with C, sir. <laughs> I like, I like where your head's at. But realistically, gun to my head, I'm probably, I would want to be with my friends and my family. So you would do a- I don't want to go. I wouldn't right. want, I mean, right. I think I would want to go, but if it's not like, like every, you have the choice and like 50% really don't go and 50% do go. I mean, if you're the number one pick, I think you are. If you, yeah, if you're to in the go. top five, ten, you probably you want go. the big. You want the hug. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want I a hug that. from Goodell, but right. I mean, no, right, but yeah, but that's the whole thing. You walk across. If the I'm a hey, you could get drafted. In the, you know, your projected third rounder. I'd want to stay home. Yeah, because okay. I don't know if I'm ever going to get that phone call. So what if I go to the draft and and you're, you're like and my Alex, number's never picked. Yeah, and you're like uh, you're like Aaron Rodgers, just sitting there and you know just chilling. Now I get you. Right. I get and then you. the camera's on you constantly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with you on that. So so you would go with family and friends versus at, at, your yeah. boys from school. Um, I mean, I'd want. Yeah, all right. So. Yeah, I'm going with family and, and friends. Okay. I mean, probably friends are my boys. Yeah, right. No, no, but I mean, too. right. But I mean, generally speaking, you're you're going with a smaller group of family and friends. Yeah. maybe group, some of your boys, as friends. opposed to a smaller group of you know your college buddies. So as soon as you hang up that phone call, it is party in the yeah, USA. Yeah, it's family Miley, friends, and then, and then go Cyrus style straight to the <laughs> <Yep>. fun house. <laughs> I love straight to the fun house. Straight up to the fun house. Every major <laughs> college has it. I love it. Well, that's how we end our show with going straight to the fun house. <laughs> Make sure you're following us on all our socials on Facebook, the armchair sports guys on Instagram at the armchair sports guys on Twitter, armchair underscore guys. We're also on TikTok. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at thearmchairsportsguys at gmail.com. Also, thanks to Rob for jumping on again. You saw how easy it was. All he did was he clicked on the link through the uh, Facebook post of each show, and it gets you right on. He didn't do it computer. You could do it through your phone where you just talk to us where we don't see you. You could do it through like this on a Zoom call where you join the call, you know, via Zoom like this so we can see your beautiful 
faces as you tell us we are awesome at our jobs or that we suck. Either way, we want it. We appreciate it. And we want you to be a part of our show. So thank you again for Sean Farhadian and Rich Mays for Matt O'Brien. I'm G.J. Mitchell signing off saying enjoy your Wednesday evening. It's like this is like like the night before Christmas for me. This is literally like I'm like I may not sleep. I hope I get new pajamas today. Like that's how excited I am about the day before the draft. Cause this is the best type of stuff that we've had in new England for Patriots football from a draft perspective in the longest time. Cause every other draft's been, ah, we get a late third, uh, late first round pick in the, in the, you know, high twenties, low thirties. We're going to trade out of it, get 16 other picks. And we're going to pick six guys. We have no idea who the hell they are. And all of a sudden they're all like two or three of them, are diamonds in the rough and the other ones just suck. And some of them are called Nikhil Harry. So, you know, it this is fascinating. And if you don't if you don't if this doesn't get you uh your blood pumping to the naughty parts of your body and get you fully excited, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta check your blood, put, take a blue pill, take a red and blue pill, uh figure it out. Because this is the type of t- type of stuff that if you're a, a Patriots fan, this should make you one of the happiest people tomorrow is walking around knowing that this team could could set their franchise up for the next 10 years, depending upon who they pick and if they're able to get Jimmy G back tomorrow uh, or on Friday before the second round. But that is it on behalf of Sean and Rich and Matt. I am GJ signing off saying enjoy your Wednesday. We'll talk to you Saturday morning. We'll recap the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Uh, We'll get into some more Bruins and and, uh, as they got uh, two games coming up, one Buffalo tomorrow, and then there'll be in Buffalo as we are probably signing off on Saturday. Celtics, get your shit together. You're like the Indiana Pacers. You know what the Celtics team is right now? They're like the Washington Generals, the team that loses to the Globetrotters all the time. You just had a, you just had a team that... It's kind of like this games. sign-off Four, that you're trying to do. It's a dumpster fire. 14 games in a row they lost, and you let that team come in here and kick your ass. So I don't know what to say. Red Sox, keep doing what you're doing, and we will talk to you later. Peace out, everybody. Bye-bye.